Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Every child of a death in this province has to be reported to my office. And we will be investigating. And we certainly will speak to the parents. We will speak to the attending physician. We will gather the medical records. um, And we will try to establish the cause of death. That was Chief Coroner Lisa LaPointe speaking yesterday on the Mike Smith show. And uh, the conversation was a bigger conversation about more concerns being raised about Surrey Memorial Hospital. This is another open letter that is addressed to the citizens in Surrey talking about uh, specific issues when it comes to women's health providers at Surrey Memorial Hospital. Joining us now to talk more about this is Dr. Claudine Stornes, Bliss, obstetrician and gynecologist at Surrey Memorial. Doctor, thank you so much for taking the time this morning. Thank you for having me. The letter outlines some pretty horrific descriptions of what has been happening in Surrey Memorial Hospital. Before we get into some more of the specific examples that are in this letter, and I know you can't talk a lot about that case, but with the coroner saying that, yes, they are investigating, I know this happened, I believe it was 2021. Uh, Can you tell us anything more about that? Because I think people were very shocked to hear that an infant had died and doctors are saying, that it was linked to a lack of resources. Yeah, it, as you said, there is very little I am able to talk about um, for privacy reasons. But I can tell you that one of the factors, if not the major factor, was the lack of supervised beds at the time. And is this something, Lisa LaPointe said there, that that they are investigating? Do you know, was it investigated at the time, or is this something that has been brought to the coroner's office or as part of this letter that's kind of reopened that? Um, It sounds to me like it's reopened it because it was absolutely investigated. That is not something that would go not investigated. Um, And there were, you know, policies and changes made to try and prevent that from happening in the future. However, those changes fall short, way far uh, from what is required. And can you talk a bit more about that? The letter talks a lot about the lack of resources. It talks about the shortage of beds, shortage of nursing staff and other staff members. Can can you kind of expand on that and uh, talk about how how much of an impact that's having and, and what are those shortages? What do those look like? So the unit was the family birthing unit, which is a labor and delivery unit in Sir Memorial, was renovated 10 years ago to accommodate 4,000 deliveries per year. Now the women of Surrey give birth to approximately 6,000 babies per year. So there's been an increase in 50%. The increase in beds in that amount of time has been four, which is just under 4%. That's obvious to anybody that that is a big, big gap. In addition to that, globally, there's been a shortage of nurses nurses, and that affects our unit as well. So it's compounded. Even if there is a bed, sometimes it is left empty because we there's no nurse to 
care for the patient that would be admitted to that bed. So it leads to to things like patients laboring in a triage area, which is not the standard of care. Standard of care would be one-to-one nursing, which means each patient gets their own nurse uh, when in labor. It also means that patients are admitted later and later. We've all seen in the news in the last couple of years these women delivering in the hallways and triage in uh, in, in the parking lot, in their cars on the way, because they they were not admitted at a time that we as physicians would have deemed appropriate. Uh, some of these will happen, right? I mean, we've all heard of this, someone that goes into labor and gives birth 20 minutes later, that, that's not avoidable, but it is sometimes avoidable. It also means that when the unit is so uh, busy, women who have low-risk pregnancies and come in and labor are diverted to other centers within, usually within prison health. And the, the message I want to send is this. I live in Surrey too. This is our city, it's our community. We deserve excellent care in our community. We deserve to deliver our babies in our community. And it's, I would highly encourage everybody to speak up, write to UMLAs and, and get your voice heard. It's very important. How long has it been like this at Surrey Memorial? Um, in our letter, we focus on the last five years because that's when it became critical. Um, but really, we've been asking for more for 10 years. And it, we have had conversations. There has been programs implemented, but they all represent shuffling of resources as opposed to adding resources. There, like I said, there's, sure, there's been additions in four beds. But it's a drop in the ocean. The letter goes on. It talks about the gynecology service. Average wait times are 77% longer than the benchmark. It says that that means that that people at times are requiring multiple blood transfusions while awaiting surgery, uh, that they're having side effects, they're having a lot of negative side effects. When you've raised these concerns with Fraser Health or with the health ministry, what kind of a response do you get? I, I, I get the usual political response, right? Oh, we're trying, we know it's hard. Or we'll look into it. And there hasn't really been any movement on that. Um, <clears throat> I understand why, because operate, access to the operating room is a problem across all specialties. We are the most affected specialty in Surrey Memorial. But everybody, nobody's meeting their benchmark times. The average deviation is a little above 20%. Our average deviation is above 70%. However, not every gynecologist in our department has a big gynecology practice. So some of those wait times for some of our members is upwards of 170% above benchmark. Hmm. So, you know, that's a long time for women to, to, to wait to have surgeries. And like I said, some of them... In my practice, we'll require blood transfusion. Uh, I deal with a lot of pelvic pain conditions, which obviously means women are suffering. Medications that are involved are not without side effect and are costly. Most of them are not covered. And so, it, you know, it leads to this slow decline in health status for our patients. And that it's not acceptable. 
Have you had a response to this particular letter? And now that this letter is out there, uh, I know you've been talking about it. Has there been any response from officials uh, to the specifics that you've raised once again? Yes, we've been invited to discuss with um, Victoria Lee and Adrian Dix. And do you know when that discussion? It will be today. All right. Well, we will uh, definitely follow up with you because, again, uh, just uh, shocking uh, revelations in this letter and concerns being raised. Uh, Dr. Stornes Bliss, thank you so much for taking the time today. No problem. Thank you for having me and thank you for covering the story.